sort of give you a little background on, on what we do. So we we like to paint a very nice like audio picture, just get get you to talk about a lot of like just a lot of the music in your life and everything. So a, a fun and easygoing interview. Sure. Uh, no patronizing questions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. If you don't have fun, then we failed. All right. So that's all I gotta say. No worries. All right. Are we ready? We're ready. All right. State your name for the people, please. Uh, my name is Kevin. Uh, Kevin. All right. Full name. Oh, sorry. My name is Kevin Parker. Kevin Parker. And, all right. And tell me where you're from. Uh, I'm from Perth, Australia. Okay. Now, if you, were, if you were head of tourism in Perth, how would you describe the town? How would you attract people to come to Perth? Um, well, um, if you like hot weather and beaches... And uh, and really good coffee. Then Perth's a place for you. What's what's your favorite type of coffee? I don't know. We just have really good coffee, um, which is something I never realized until I left Perth. Oh really? You know, I, was, I was just like, you know, coffee is coffee, whatever. But uh, it was only until I left the shores of Australia that I realized how good the coffee in Perth is. Are you a cup of coffee every morning? Uh. I guess so, yeah. I, I never really re- thought of myself as a coffee person, but uh, you, know, you, you don't really consider yourself like a big coffee drinker or whatever until you find yourself unable to get one and then you just freak out. You know? <laughs> what are you consuming when you're in the studio making music? What inspires you to be creative? Um, it depends what time of day it is. I mean, if I'm in a big sort of studio binge... Noon, if it's noon. If it's noon, I'll probably... Well, if I'm if I'm sort of in the deep in the juju, you know, recording music, and I'm on like a sort of two week long studio bender, uh, I probably won't be up at twelve, you know, because mm-hmm. I'll be going to bed quite late. <laughs> you know, I'll be sort of going to bed closer to noon than actually getting up before it, you know. So um, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll probably have a coffee when I get up at like two p.m. or whatever. <laughs> okay, I'm but it depends. It, it depends where I am. Like if I'm jet lagged or not jet lagged or whatever. Or maybe if I'm not even in the studio, you know, if I'm making music on the road. Speaking of planes, I'll get to more, uh, some other topics soon, but do you have an interesting airport story? Since you all are always in airports. Interesting airport story. Um, let me think for a second. Let me just gaze over the 5,000 airport terminals we've been in in the last few years. Um, I'm sure there's one, you know, I mean... We've slept on a few hotel uh, airport floors before. I know that. <laughs> you know, like uh, we did. Um, we did a tour of South America. I think last year or something. And I don't know who was in charge of uh, organising the tour, but they forgot to factor in like sleep. <laughs> so we would literally just be going from South American city to South American city. Just it just seemed on the trot. You know, we'd play a gig, finish the gig, wait a few hours, and go to the airport. At like 2 a.m., I get on a plane, get to the the next city at like 7 a.m., get off the plane, drive to the venue, sound check, play the gig, and do the same thing all over again. You know, like at some point we did, we didn't sleep for like three days or something. Just and you know, except for like the the, the sleep we got on the airport floors, you know, in the terminal That's without good. without like backpacks just underneath our heads that's gotta be pretty taxing now do you go do you do like a media blackout when you when you're in those periods do you listen to music or or, or no I, I can't remember well those kind of times you just you're just in limbo you just yeah, yeah. like you know do I just get do I just like drink through it or do I 
do I try and stay awake? Do I do I get on the like the coding? What do I do? You know, <laughs> it's like a survival exercise. It, it was like, it was how totally am I going to live through this? Exactly. I mean, the the the, the surreal thing was it was such a beautiful um, series of places. You know, we went, we went to Rio and stuff. We were we were sitting on like Copacabana Beach, mm. and we hadn't slept. You know, it was completely surreal. So yeah, I don't know. We got through it. All right. With some sort of combination of all the things that was You're here. You made it. You're here. We made it, yeah. And we're going back in a week, so we'll see what happens. Oh, man, that'll be nuts. All right, so I want to talk about musical influences. We like knowing about the songs that were in your home and the songs that surrounded you growing up. So tell me what mom and dad were listening to. All right. Um, well, my dad was a big music listener, so um, it could be anything. Um, I mean, Beach Boys were, uh, were, were, were was a hit. Do you have a favorite Beach Boys uh, track? Um, favorite Beach Boys track? I mean, he used to, he thrashed like a lot of early Beach Boys stuff. You know, the full on like um, Surfing Bird, like you know Surfing USA, all that kind of stuff. Really kind of like good times. Barbara Ann. Yeah, all that stuff. All all the early, I mean, like he, he still loved like later Beach Boys, obviously, but he, he was like an early Beach Boys, early Beatles. Okay. You know, kind of guy, okay. rather than all the late, like when they started getting adventurous. <laughs> and shit started to get wild. Uh huh. He was like, oh, no, no. That's what's all this crazy Sergeant Pepper's business. <laughs> Pet sounds. No, I'm joking, but not really. <laughs> so, so, who else? Who else? Um, uh, the Shadows. The Shadows were a big one. Kind of, you know, like um, early 60s mm-hmm. surf rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, my mum listened to a lot of uh, like Roy Orbison, um, Fleetwood Mac, um, I mean, there's yeah, hundreds, obviously. Yeah, 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 they're, yeah. They're big music. They, my mum's a big music listener. My dad was a big music listener. So uh, yeah, like it's, it's opening a can of worms there. So many. So your first instrument. When did you receive your first instrument? You were thirteen. Is that when you received or eleven? Uh, no, I was about 11 and uh, my friend started playing the drums and I was uh, completely envious and wanted to do what he was doing. So I um, asked my mom to buy me a pair of drumsticks. She didn't have enough money to buy me a drum kit, so she bought me a pair of drumsticks. Okay. Actually, no, she didn't even do that. My friend felt sorry for me and bought me some drumsticks for my birthday and gave me this rubber pad thing. And I was just be hammering her away oh, man. on this rubber like drum practice pad. I'm sure your parents loved that. Just rubber, were you just hammering away all day long? Yeah, it, it, the whole point of it was it didn't make any noise. <laughs> I actually ended up building a drum kit out of just toys in my room, you know. Like, I had this, um, um, I, I got like the box, that my old box for toys, and I just pulled all the toys out and turned the box upside down, mm-hmm. and that was the, like, snare, you know. Mm-hmm. And I got one of my mum's, um, like, drinks trays, like a circular <laughs> metallic tray. Yes. And I, and I pierced a hole in it and put it on a thing and that was a symbol it just went Dank, you know That's but I just awesome. sort of slowly put together this fucking drum kit in my room I'll show you mom and dad watch, exactly watch this ingenuity at work yeah the stool was the edge of my bed you know <laughs> so was there ever a period of time where you took lessons yeah yeah I, I, I ended up getting lessons um, uh, and in fact that you know that was a big part of it like uh, my mom sent me to this um Music, like music, kind of like uh, school. 
It's kind of like it's kind of now that I look back, it's kind of like the School of Rock. Mm-hmm. It was run by this um, this guy. Um, I think he was Japanese, it, it, and but he, he just like it was like this this old. Oh, sorry. Cool. Yeah, sorry. Just yeah, raise, yeah. raise a little bit higher. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, this this sort of Japanese guy, and he just had this converted this house, you know, into a um, just a place where kids go every every weekday and like record an instrument they want uh, and learn an instrument they want to learn, and like so the first time you go, they take you around every room and they like well you know they, you do some little thing where they like introduce you to, in- to each instrument mm-hmm. and I was like oh, I'll play the drums and they're like you sure here's a guitar I'm trying a guitar I was like mm, no it's <laughs> drums for me thanks nice does, does he know where you're at now I, I, I think so I don't know um, I remember he was always he was always really proud of like you know um, musicians that went on to go and like play at the casino down the road so <laughs> you know he would always go yeah you know that guy plays at uh, Burswood Casino he, he learned here what's the name of the casino it's called Burswood Casino big it's up Burswood Casino Burswood Casino have you ever played there uh, what music no <laughs> <laughs> roulette yes oh yeah <laughs> if you're gonna pick one number on the roulette wheel I what, don't go numbers man I, go, I just go odds and evens oh I like that so yeah. which, which is it is it odds or evens or do you just have to feel it out or are you, you just ready, gotta are you ready to out. tell the people are you ready to tell the people which one do you go trade secret <laughs> oh man I, 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 I don't have enough of an idea of what's going on to actually make a uh, a logical decision but isn't that the thing there is no logical decisions yeah you're right that's gambling so, um, so what were we talking about uh, oh I yeah f- music <laughs> oh yeah okay so be- beyond your parents musical influences what bands were you into what artists were you into as a kid um I, I loved um whatever my older brothers were listening to really I mean they were into sort of Silverchair and Nirvana and um Smashing Pumpkins are a big one. Pause. Silverchair. Let's talk about Silverchair. Mm-hmm. Silverchair is amazing. When I was oh, growing man. up, that was that was that was a big. I, somebody bought some of my uh, greatest CDs. Were somebody would like buy it for me for Christmas. You know what I'm saying? They would just mm-hmm. slip it to me. Yeah, it, it, right. Somebody I'd never heard of, and I listened to it. Um, do you have any favorite Silverchair tracks that we can uh, put in this piece? Oh man, I was such a massive fan. Any you could name any song that I would tell you is my favorite one. All um, right, that, that works. I mean. The album Freak Show was the one I probably thrashed the most. Anything off Freak Show. They had Anna song on it. They, mm-hmm. had, they have an Anna song on it. That's Softening on Ballroom, which is the next oh, album. Okay, 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 okay. So you said Freak Show. I mean, you said you said Silverchair. You said Nirvana. And who were some others? Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, all all that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. How did you perceive American culture growing up in Australia? Um, well, I mean, it's, I guess for, you know, kids growing up in Australia, it's just really, it's really just the movies, you know. Um, it's such a far away world, you never even consider that you might go there, or go here, I should say, because we're in America now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was an absolute fucking trip the first time we went to America. It was like we were in a movie. And that, that's what it's like for an Australian to come to America. It's like, Describe it. Yeah, go on. <laughs> well, you, you know, when you, you get there and you see the houses, and the houses look like, you know, Home Alone or whatever. Where, where, where did you arrive? The first time I came was uh, to go to Dave Friedman's studio, which was, um, you had to fly to New York. I stayed a night in New York City, and then um, went to, flew to Buffalo, and drove to Casadega, mm-hmm. near Fredonia, 
in upstate New York. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was so jet-lagged. I didn't know what was going on. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought I was dreaming, you know. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was autumn. It was, you know what? It was fucking Halloween. The first time I got to America was Halloween. And I, I was so jet-lagged. I didn't know what was going on and slept because I can't sleep on flights. Were people dressed up at the airport? Mm, I don't think, no, because I, I flew in, <laughs> the first I flew in, uh, to New York, it wasn't Halloween, but okay. when I got to Casadega, it was. Okay. And so I was walking around just seeing, you know, I thought, you know, I just, I thought I was in a movie or something. I was tripping balls, you know. Did you get any free candy? That would have been your big um, shot. Um, no, I, well, I think, I think Dave, I think Dave and his family had some candy, obviously. But I mean, I was kind of walking around, like I was following, I was with him, he was taking his kids around, you know, mm-hmm. and he was doing the, like the dad thing of like making sure his kids are safe. And who was this that you were visiting? Uh, Dave Fridman, he's the, uh, he's the producer, he produces a lot of the Flaming Lips stuff, all the Flaming Lips stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he mixed the first Tame Impala, he's mixed both Tame Impala albums. And so it's, it's, it, the studio's near his house, so I went to visit his house and stuff. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I was just walking around to sing because you know, and and Halloween is is such a bigger thing in America than it is anywhere else. Because yeah. we like to pretend like we're other people a lot. That's, that's, that's and because right, we used to like to burn be. witches. That was <laughs> right, our that was our yeah. deal up in Massachusetts. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, you guys love it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty weird experience. All right. At least. So uh, here's another question now. I read somewhere that every artist uh, secretly performs for an audience of one. So, who is the one person that you're constantly trying to impress with your career, with your sound, that you keep in, the, in your mind, that you always want to just really just make proud? Um, oh, I never really thought of, like, thought of it like that. Um, or maybe I have. I mean, I know what you mean. I know what whoever said that means. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's kind of like, for me, it's like... A, a child, you know. Um, I always find myself thinking of a, just a child, whether it's a girl or a boy. You know, I don't know. But kind of a, a very confused young child, it's looking for uh, some sort of um, meaning, you know. Um, so it's probably myself, you know, when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. discovering music and discovering emotions and whatever, um, you know. Uh, yeah, so I mean, if I'm ever sort of you know recording or making a song and I'm deep in the, uh, you know, deep in it, I kind of yeah, I, I kind of just imagine that kind of kid. I don't know. It's uh yeah, I've, I've never really thought of it like that. The kid self, you know, saying so appeasing the kid self. Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. Well, I mean, I feel like what most artists achieve where, where, where they want to be, it's like really because I mean, you dream about a lot of this stuff when you're when you're young. So I mean, the whole point is to is to kind of reach that, marry those two, you know mm-hmm. saying, but in, in adult life. Sure. So, so yeah. So, uh, next question is, so a lot of these, a lot of your music is composed in your bedroom. All right, now, uh, would you describe this room to me? Well, it's on my bedroom, actually. These days, um, okay. it's the room next to my bedroom. <laughs> Adjacent. <laughs> Moving on up. <laughs> Moving on up, exactly. You know, we're, we're not messing around anymore. <laughs> We've hit the big time. <laughs> I've dedicated a, an actual room in the house to, the, to being the studio. Well, that's cool. Um, well, actually, if you look at the back cover of the uh, the last album, it's a picture of the room, you know, mm-hmm. an aerial shot. 
And it's basically just a room um, with me on a chair in the middle. You know, it, this is what happens. This is how it, it always is. You know, I put a desk or a table or whatever somewhere and a chair, and then I just sort of put all the gear around me mm-hmm. so I can sort of fiddle with machines and um, things <coughs> without having to actually get up, except for the drum. The drums are in the corner. Okay. So I record drums, you know, into and then there's the recording system there and... Um, I just sort of, I just like to immerse myself in a big um, cockpit of <laughs> things, you know. The, clo- the more it feels like I'm flying a plane, the better. Really, it's a good analogy. So um, now I want to talk about specific uh, tracks. Let's 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 do the album Inner Speaker. Tell me about the song Alter Ego. How was that? How's the creation of that song? Um, I think. Uh, Yeah, it all started from uh, the chord change from the end of the bridge to the chorus. You know, I just like the um, goes like it's like an A minor holds an A minor for a while, and I know the the, the way the vocal melody mm-hmm. slips into the chorus. Yeah. I was obsessed with those kind of like changes for a while. Uh, I don't know how to. I'm not. I'm not musically apt enough to be able to describe it, and I guess. You're doing a good job. I don't know what I'm talking about anyway. With you do? No, I wouldn't, but he would. Oh, okay. Well, you know, anyway, there's no point because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it just has a, has a nice kind of flow, and I kind of built the whole song around that, and I was really into those rhythms at the time. Really quite uh, supercharged. Um, it's meant, it's meant to kind of sound like it was almost like a, a trance, like um, like electronic. It was, it was my attempt at making an electronic... Um, groove you know but with a real kind of band instruments setup. do you have an alter ego and if so what's this person's name um I don't know <laughs> I mean I that I've definitely never thought about I don't think I have an alter ego <laughs> <laughs> you know and he certainly doesn't have a name that's for sure there's no sense in denying it you might as well just admit it <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell me about the track. Uh, the first track of the album is one of my favorites. Uh, it's, it's not meant to be. Can you tell me a brief anecdote about the creation of that one? Um, yeah, I mean, that one, um, let me think. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's so many years ago now, I can't remember. Well, it was it's only like three years ago or something. It wasn't even that long ago. I just have a terrible memory. Um yeah, I mean, at that stage, I was really into um, chords going into each other. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm saying the same thing now. But um, I just remember I was, the, the whole song exists because... Uh, the, the song ended up on the album because of the intro, the way the guitar lead and the bass line kind of wrap around each other. Mm-hmm. I was really into that. It sounded really cool. had a nice groove to it. Um, the lyrics kind of... Um, coming to terms with the fact that something's not going to happen, you know? Like, even though you've been bashing your head against a wall trying to make it happen for so long, you're just like, oh, well, fuck it. <laughs> you know? And it's got that kind of, like, um, melancholy kind of... but a Melancholy abandonment kind of thing, you know? Now, do you... Regarding lyrics, do you handwrite them or do you type them? Neither, really. Um, because I only need to remember them once you know, when I'm singing, when I'm singing into the mic to record it. Um, so, I mean, 
I have, I have a shocking memory, right? But for some reason, I'm I'm pretty good at remembering lyrics. Okay. So uh, I I mean I've got I've got a little notebook. I go through notebooks, you know. So if if I think of like a line when I'm out and about, or when I'm nearby a notebook or some sort of scrap of paper, I'll write it down just so I don't just I'll just write it, you know, two words to to remind myself later. Um, but once 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 I've locked once I've kind of like I know how the words are going to fit the melody and the verse it's kind of locked in there in my memory and I'll know I'll always know um, I'll always remember when I go to sing it you know is that song about a specific person or event or and if so do they know it oh um, it's not I think um, well it's it's more about multiple people um, I generally don't write a song ever about you know just me or just one person it's always I mean the thing I love about songs is that you can you can be specific but completely broad at the same time you know um, for example you know you could be singing about a girl but really um, you could flip the, the the gender you know it could be a girl singing about a guy but it's exactly the same lyrics you know mm-hmm. or even though it's even though it seems gender specific um so for me it's if there's ever a recurring theme in my life where it's like oh that's happened a few times it it, it lets me know that there's going to be you know other people out there that have had the same thing because it's happened to me a few times it's got it's got to happen to other people mm-hmm. so you know it that just reminds me that other people are going to get something out of the song all right, and just we just got a few more questions that we'll, that we'll, we'll let you go. Oh, good man. Um, so I want to talk about the album Lunarism now. Now um, the song Mind Mischief. Now how mischievous is the mind? Like that's that's a great song. Tell me tell me about the the, uh, the cultivation of that track. Um. Well, uh, that's that was actually uh, the, that song came together in a very different way to the rest of the songs mm-hmm. that I've ever done. Really, it's it's the one song that started from the drums. I was just uh, the actual the, the final drum track is just me checking the drums. That's why there's so many fills in it. Oh, okay. Because at the start of a, a like a session or whatever, I'll mark up the drums and then just play some random beats and go and play the toms and the cymbals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just to, and then just hit stop and go and listen to it and then make the drums sound cool until I'm happy with it and then go and start recording properly. Okay. But uh, I happened to be really uh, stoned at the time. And I don't know why, but it, it's kind of this melody hit me, uh, a guitar melody and vocal melody and stuff like that. And I just had to record it as quickly as possible. And most of the song, most of the first half of the song was done in, you know, an hour or something. Um, and it was, it was a song before I knew it, really. It was it kind of came out of nowhere. That's a powerful sentiment. It was a song before you really knew it. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, sometimes, sometimes you're aware of what you're doing. Sometimes it's, like it's thought out and sometimes it's just completely you don't know you don't know what's going on until it's finished i love that idea it's almost like you as a musician are like an instrument exactly exactly yeah i mean you know and for what who i mean who knows mm -hmm. for the good of music listening community of the world you know (laughs) um but uh yeah Speaking of which, nothing that has happened so far has been anything we could control. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful sentiment right there in, in the title. Oh, cool. Thanks. Your thoughts on that track? Um, I wrote it uh, on, in the tour bus, actually, one night. Um, I was just uh, I was freaking out a bit about just 
what was going on in general. Um, uh, you know, there were some changes going on in my life and it was like, you know, um, trying to find the strength to push on and, and convince myself that the situation I got myself in wasn't really my fault. Or, you know, that the situation that we were in uh, wasn't our fault. It was just what happened, you know. It wasn't, we didn't, we weren't in control of what, what we were doing. Mm-hmm. It just happened. And it's, it's, it's me trying to console myself that... Um, that it's uh, that you know our actions aren't to blame because it was out of our control. You know what I mean? Are, are you at liberty to discuss what happened, or I'm not going to push too hard on that? But uh, I'm going to keep it ambiguous. That's, All right. That's fine with me. <laughs> so, so, so I guess you find I guess you find like the songwriting part therapeutic during during periods oh, like that. Oh, very much so. I'd okay. say that's um, you know just one of the things I've discovered about making music is how much. Um, how much um, of a big part what am I trying to say you know how almost the entire purpose of making a song is to is is to console yourself is is, is some kind of therapy as you say mm-hmm. um, you know if, if I'm not if I'm not feeling like I need therapy then I probably won't write many songs, you know. But if if I'm in, if I'm kind of freaking out or something's going wrong, or I'm in, uncomfortable in some way, that's when the music comes out because I'm bad. At, I'm really bad at talking to people about my problems, mm-hmm. you know. So music is the way they come out. You have to be an avid reader. The way your lyrics are put together, are, are you? I'm not. I'm not. I haven't. Um, I haven't finished a book in a long time. Probably a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I I I could probably read. I could probably count the number of books I've read in my life on, you know, one of my two hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I just, I can't, um, I can't, I have, I, have, I have a terrible concentration with non-musical things. My okay. mind just drifts off so quickly. I, it's struggled to get to the end of a page without just completely, my mind just being somewhere else altogether, you know. Well, you've clearly absorbed the powerful lyrics of others, so, I mean, I guess that's... I guess so. I mean, lyrics for me. I mean, they're they're, they're so kind of um, personal. Well, they, they as we, as we've said, you know, therapeutic. That I just leave it up to um, getting the most meaning out of that emotion. That I I don't even really think about other people's lyrics. I mean, yeah, for me, I can I can safely say that other people's lyrics are probably the the part of their music that influences me the least. Mm-hmm. Is it true that you once worked in a mine? Yeah, totally. What about that experience? I mean, it could not be seemingly more different from what you're doing now. <sighs> you're telling me. <laughs> um, Do they? Does your supervisor there know what you're doing now? <laughs> well, I, I looked very similar to how I looked, which was the funny thing for them, for all the other rest of the miners. You know, <laughs> um, you know I, was, I was just this long-haired fucking kid, you know. They couldn't work out why what I was doing. What kind of a mine was it? It was a gold mine. Um, it was about one kilometer deep. It was in the desert in Australia, and I was um, I was a drill offsider, which means um, you know they 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 drill into the earth right with these drills that end up being about a hundred meters in length. And the way they make them 100 meters is they they do it in like segments, you know. So they they've got like 
a drill uh, bit. I oh, know what is it? What one like bolt? You know, all the bolts joined together. Yeah, I know you're So they they have these massive iron tubes that weigh like sixty kilos each. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that works out to like American. Um, Whatever, you know. We'll figure it out when we get anyway, back. It's, it's heavy. Extremely <laughs> fucking heavy. And so I'd put one in the machine and the guy would press the button and it'd go and it'd drill it into in and then like they'd and he'd pull the machine up and there'd be a hole and I'd put it another one in. And they just keep drilling and I'd yeah. Um I was actually I was there because um uh my dad worked for my dad was the like um one of the like chief accountants or whatever for okay. the company, and uh, as part of my like university vacation work, you know, mm-hmm. and I was meant to just be the guy driving around. Like <laughs> I was meant to have a much better job than I did, but a week before the the job started, I got busted for drink driving, and I they they wouldn't let me drive on the mine site with uh-huh. my driver's oh. license. So I'm like, well, looks like you're going down there. You're going down there. You're going down. And I was just like, yeah, it was it was fucking intense, man. I've never done anything like that ever again. Shout out to the miners. Mm-hmm. So my, right. they're, they're doing it tough, man. <laughs> all right. So my last two questions are: to, all right. Or would you please tell me about the best birthday that you've ever had? All right. Uh, yeah, I think my last birthday was probably the best. We were just at the beach having a barbecue and, uh, you know, getting loose. We invented about three different sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why we, then we get together and, and go crazy. We just invented sports. Oh, just games. The last one we had, um... Uh, it's just some freakish um, mutant version of like bocce and frisbee all together. I was going to wear my bocce ball t-shirt too today. By the way. <laughs> that would have been appropriate. I just, what, what happens is um, I'll explain it to you because you're going you to love this. You, um, you get a frisbee, you turn it upside down, you get an avocado and then, it, and then, we, and then we birth the, avoc- the pip which is everyone takes a bite out of the avocado and then we squeeze it until the pip comes up and we get the pip, and we put that in the upside-down frisbee, and someone uh, tosses the salad, which is you, you like sort of shake the frisbee around with a ball sort of in the middle, and then you uh, you, you get two, you got to birth two avocado pips. You roll it, you spin it around, like, you know, so the two balls are going around the side of the frisbee, and then someone has to fling the frisbee and it um, onto the grass a few metres ahead of you, you sort of, like, chuck it, and like, the frisbee lands and the pips fly out, uh, and then we get the bocce balls, and everyone has to have a shot at um, at trying to flip the frisbee up the right way. Yeah, because the the, the 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 lip or whatever of the frisbee is is up, so you got to aim the the bocce ball at the lip and try and flip the the thing. And the guy who gets it uh, is the winner. This sounds pretty amazing. And then, <laughs> And then, and then when someone finally gets it, everyone just goes crazy. I don't know. We, we were, we were kind of, we were in quite a state the first time we invented this game. So you can, you can imagine why it's so fucking retarded. <laughs> Is this your buddies from childhood or from where you grew up, or who, who were? Who oh, was, just the rest of the guys in the band. Oh, the band yeah, guys. The okay, cool. When we hang out with my girlfriend. Um, and uh, what's funny about that game is the pips actually, the avocado pips play no part in the game. They're just sheer tradition. That's awesome. It's just the tradition of tossing the salad. You know? Avocado is also delicious, so that part of it yeah, has nutritional yeah. value as well. You speak for yourself, but... Yeah. Tremendous. <laughs> Can you tell us about this project, Kevin Spacey? 
yeah, uh, sure. Um, it's just this. Um, I mean, Kevin Spacey is is like the abbreviated version of um, the names we had for one of the gigs, or mm-hmm. well, the only gig we've played so far. But the idea is, if we ever do it again, we'll have a different band name. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's um, it's just this kind of like disco funk um, band that me and Cam started one day. Uh, we just we did a uh, a gig for our to raise some money for our friend who had her car stolen, and uh, we just um, practiced one afternoon, got some like super groovy funk jams together. Super groovy. I, I, I watched it online. It was super groovy. Oh, was it super groovy? You, it's, you, you concur? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, I just I just um, played the drums and Cam played bass. We had another guy called Cam who's like a synth wizard. He just played some keys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. We hope to do it again sometime. You mm. know. And God forbid, record something. I don't know. Looking forward to it. All right, my last question is, so we uh, lace these pieces with a lot of music. What is a track that is not yours that you would like to have included in this piece? Um. <laughs> it can be whatever genre. does not matter. Okay. What about, um, let's go with... Um, uh, in the Court of the Crimson King by King Crimson. Okay. Just to make this conversation super epic. Okay, all right, all right. Kevin Parker, uh, thank you so much for talking with me. Uh, we appreciate it. No worries. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot. All right. Wait, 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 wait. What? I got one last question. Mm. What do your folks think about the success that you've had? Uh, I think my mum may actually be our biggest fan. Nice. Which is, That's sweet. Which is saying something more and more as the years go on. But um, I uh, I mailed her um, the gold record that we got from Australia, gold record sales, and I think she almost had a heart attack. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, no, she, she's really excited. All right. Awesome.